Hey ladies, welcome back to this episode of Holy Made Life. I am so excited to share this episode with you. I was able to interview a friend of mine. She's actually my coach and my mentor. She is the one that's helped me get everything started with this podcast and helped me gain some clarity over what it is I am being called to do and how I can put those things into action for the biggest impact. So she is been she's been instrumental in getting everything holy made life up off the ground with me. She is a wife, she's a mom, she has the uh Stephanie Gas show which is ranked top 25 in the podcast world for Christian entrepreneurs. She actually helps women uncover and tap into their godlike callings. She helps them create kingdom businesses. She helps them launch podcasts and monetize using courses and coaching. So she loves to do this. She loves podcasting. She loves working with women. And I tell you, she has been instrumental in helping me create some of that clarity. And if you want to get some clarity in your life, get clarity on your calling, whether it is in a business or just whatever it is God's calling you to do, I highly recommend that you reach out to her. I will put a link in my show notes so that you all are able to access her course, her information, and clarify your calling. It's a course. It's online. It's uh, something that I highly, highly recommend. She also has a free group. I'll put that in the show notes as well so that you can link to her. Uh, She's a great friend. Uh, She really just truly wants women to create a true change for themselves. And she uses her gifts that God's given her to help women create that clarity so that you guys can create that uh, clarity for your calling and you can serve and use your gifts for God's glory. So I'm really excited for this episode. Guys, tune in. You will not regret taking a few minutes and listening to her. So I am so excited, guys. Let's get into this episode and meet Stephanie Gass. Welcome to Holy Made Life, where I believe that you are not created to do just one thing in your life well. You are not just your job, your title, or your salary. You're not just a mom or a wife or a sister. You are fearfully and wonderfully made to lead in all areas of your whole life. Your life is like a pie that's made up of different pieces that create a complete circle. And girl, you deserve to enjoy the whole pie. Hi, I'm Angie Tenetti Rogers, and mama, I know you are really good at what you do in your profession or business. But if you're ready to stop ignoring different pieces of your pie and reclaim your whole life, then you are in the right place. Girl, let's tap into the whole life God has for you and experience that God-sized fulfilled life. Together, we're going to walk through some boundaries, leadership, mindset, and restoration in different areas of your life that may need to change. It's going to be some tough work up in here, girl, but we're going to walk this thing out together, uncovering some bold, courageous actions that we can take to experience not just a good life, but your whole life. Are you ready to live your whole life wholly made? Let's do it. Okay, guys, welcome back to this episode of Holy Made Life, and I am so excited. I have such a special treat today to introduce you to my friend, my mentor, and my coach, 
Uh, she's been instrumental in helping me with this podcast. So I can't wait to introduce you. Her name is Stephanie Gass. Steph, welcome to the show. Yay. Hello. Thanks for having me, Angie. No problem. I am so privileged and honored. So today, guys, I wanted uh, Steph to share her story. She's got an amazing story all the way from corporate to what she's doing now. So I just wanted her to give you uh, her journey and tell you a little bit about her journey and how she got to where she is today. Yeah, this is a doozy. Hope y'all are ready. And I think the main things I want you to hear from this story as I share with you is that I think we all start out seeking after things that we think the world, the, what the world's definition of things, right? Validation or success or worthiness. And it still leaves us broken, right? It still leaves us searching and seeking and looking for what is this missing, this worthiness that I can't seem to find. And ultimately through our own searching process, trying to figure out the answers and be our own beacon of light. And we're left in this constant state of, I guess, pain and turmoil at the end of the day, right? Because we're like, this is not ultimately what is feeling like I'm in this calling work or I'm feeling unhappy or I'm feeling lack or I'm not feeling that worthiness. And then we turn to God's way and we feel a very different outcome. We feel a very different way of life. So that's what I want you to pull from this story as I share. So uh, like Angie mentioned, I'm Stephanie Gass. What I do now is I am a uh, coach for the faith-led entrepreneur who wants to figure out their calling and get clarity on that calling so they can create a kingdom business and use their gifts for God's glory. And then ultimately have a business that lights them up using their giftings, using the things that God has for them. And I run a top 25 podcast, the Stephanie Gass show, and I coach and I have courses and all the things I work less than 30 hours a week. I've got two little boys. Um, it's pretty epic now because <laughs> I'm partnered with God in what I do. So that's what I do today, but let's rewind back about a decade and look at how I got here and how I got to this space of doing business God's way instead of the world's way. Started out in corporate America. Um, I've always been a high achiever that comes all the way back from childhood, having a dad who has super high expectations and, um, you know, his growing up in his, uh, generation, it was all about go to school, get the job, get stability. And that is what will equal your happiness later in life. Your, you know, um, your stability and having that financial success. So, okay, cool. And when you achieve, that's when you get attention. Got it. So grow up, do that. Always a high achiever. Um, got good grades, went to college, went, got my master's degree, went into corporate and, you know, it was just me. So I easily became a workaholic, easily slid into that. I've always been good at work. And when you're good at something, that's where you tend to operate because it feels good for you. Oh, I'm good at this thing. I'll live there, literally live there. I will live in this thing I'm good at, which here's, here's the kicker, right? That can be your gifting and tip. And often it is, it's your God, um, directed giftings, but at the same time, the enemy knows it too, not to give him any credit, but he's like, Ooh, she loves work. How can I twist that to my benefit? Well, let's just make her a workaholic by the age of 23. Perfect. So there I went, uh, climbed that corporate ladder. I was the youngest financial controller in this global company. I was going to Germany and Spain and jet setting. And I had a, the Blackberry phone 24 seven, right? Like, and it was fine. So it was just me or so I thought, but, um, 
it was playing out in all these different areas of my life, drinking way too much, partying way too much because you had to learn to have that release from working 24 seven. So I would do that. I'd punish my body that way. And then I would go back to work. And so it was like this just cycle of really just, um, unworthiness, I guess, even though I'm working so hard, even though I, oh, I'm, I, you know, I'm not skinny enough or I'm not fit enough and I, I need to work more. So like just searching, 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 searching. And I was a Christian quote unquote, but I had definitely not found my true relationship with Christ. And so I was looking in all the wrong places. Well, that went on for four or five years. And then I, uh, met my now husband. He was our auditor at the company. So funny. He walks in and I'm like, I'm going to marry that guy. I I am to my friend in the cubicle next to me. It was so divine. And uh, anyway, true story. So we're now married, which is so fun. God's got jokes. But at the time we started like secretly flirting and, and that uh, was going on. And then the company shut down. So at this time I was late twenties. I was engaged to my now husband, Brad, and the company was shutting down and I had a choice, go move to Germany keep working for this company. Great. Try to find something else here where we live, but there's not so many manufacturing jobs like that and big plants. So, or figure something else out. And I was like, well, I guess I'm at a crossroads. Uh, we want to have kids. We want to have a family. What if I try to be an entrepreneur? And right about the same time, my mom got into a network marketing company. I knew nothing about network marketing at all, except that some girls on the promo videos were making millions of dollars floating in their pools, selling some skincare stuff. And I was like, well, that sounds fine. If they can do it, so can I totally just jumped in. And that's what I did. I left corporate everything I knew to just become an entrepreneur. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So you just packed so much in that so far. And quite frankly, some of that sounded so familiar to myself, finding that worthiness in the world and, and having a highly, um, high expectations or highly critical dad who that's how you achieved. And that's how you showed people that you were achieving. So one of the things, when you talked about coming to a crossroads, what would you say the role God had at that point in your life, when you were going from corporate into making a decision to move into the network marketing, what role did God have in that? What role did prayer have in that, that, uh, point in your life? None. Okay. None. I did not at that point, have that relationship with God at all. Didn't pray over those choices, did not turn to him for guidance. That was all me. Okay. Okay. Now what the good news is he uses everything for good. Mm -hmm. And so it's fine. Now I see how like parts of that phase in my life were still preparing me because he goes before me and I was saved at nine. So I've always been his daughter. I just fell away for a while. And so who knows what, what handiwork he had behind the scenes, but I didn't knowingly as I should have bring those choices to him first. Okay. That's so good. I just wanted to point that out because I think some of us, when we are in that journey, we don't always um, intentionally know that we should be taking things to God, but that's how he's working on us the whole time. And he used all, he uses all of it for good. It's all redemptive. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to point that out because I know, I kind of know where you are now. And I think yeah. that's important to this story as we learn and grow in our maturity in Christ and, uh, and being able to bring things to him. So, okay. So you were, you joined the network marketing company. Yes. And Climb that ladder as well. Two years in, so had one son, Miles, my older son, and still a workaholic at this phase, and went all the way up to the top one percent of the company. 
again, at the expense of everything else in my life, right? Uh, this time I had gained 60 pounds. So I was going the other direction and just very unhealthy uh, anxiety and working 24 seven. My son probably never saw me without an earpiece in my, my thing, my ear on my face, the whole first two years of his life. And it was awful. The way that I would take calls at the expense of anything didn't matter. It would be, you know, six in the morning, it would be 10 at night, all of it. And it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking to look back and go, the things you thought were important in your life were really just an idol. And me chasing that success was such a facade from the world that when you get it, when you make it, it'll be worth it. And I believed it. Like I truly believed when I make it, this will make sense. But looking at it now from this lens of 2020, when 2020 is perfect vision, going, wow, I missed out on so much with him from a selfish place of, for me, you know, I want to grow this for me. I want to make more money, more profit. And anyways, again, God is so good. And he's redeemed that with me and, and it's all good. And I've forgiven myself and he has forgiven me for that phase. But what happened was from the outside perspective, oh, she's made it. She's doing so great. Right. Everybody can see, which is exactly what I thought I wanted. Well, at that point in time, um, you know, everything else was starting to crumble away. And here's where I believe that God started to step in. So we were, we were getting back into church pretty consistently. I hadn't had like that breakthrough moment yet, but it was coming and the company went through a rebrand. My team dispersed all the new shiny companies that came out back in 2016 And so my multi-six figure business was like gone within six months and there was just no more money. And I was pregnant with my second son at this time. And it was like a full on identity crisis, Angie, because at this point in time, all I knew was I equal my work. I am only as good as my bank account, as my work, as what people see me as. And so That's where I believe God was like, okay, it's time for my daughter to come home. I need her to get back on this path. I have big plans for her and this is not it. And so when that company crumbled beneath me, there were months where we had to borrow money from my son's savings account to pay the bills. My husband sold his Harley Davidson to pay the bills. And and I'm here. I am really humongous, pregnant. Like everything is like, I don't have any money. The the company is like all of it. Right. It's like nothing's left and, and full identity crisis. And I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, this is my, I'm in the ashes moment. There's nothing left here of what I thought I was. I have a choice. I can turn back to the world to rebuild myself or I can turn to God to rebuild me. And I knew where I got myself. (laughs) And it was right there in that pile of just ashes and brokenness and anxiety and unworthiness and ignoring my son and like putting everyone second to this business that crumbled and left me broken. And that was the moment where I was like, I'm done. I'm done with my, I'm done leading myself. I am not big enough to do this. I don't want to be my work anymore. I need to be who he created me to be. So I got out a sheet of paper and I started writing down who God wants me to be. And I wrote down, he wants me to spend time with him, to surrender to him, to get back into my health, to put my family first again, to, um, to still do, I knew business was in there somewhere, but I put it at the very bottom of the list. Cause honestly, I was really over it at that point in time. And I was like, here you go. I live here. I'm surrendering my entire life to you right here on this piece of paper in this moment, take it. 
I'm done. And a, a couple of weeks later, we were in church in worship and I had like the true baptism in the, in the Holy Spirit moment, like the tears, the chills, the Holy Spirit goosebumps, everything like couldn't breathe. I was like, he's got me like he's here, like Holy Spirit is with me in this walkout and I'm, I'm made new. I'm totally made new in him, but easier said than done. Okay. So I'm looking at the paper going, <laughs> must be nice to be her. Got her life together. She's fit, healthy kids are She's got this business that she works part-time, like whatever. Yeah, right. So I just started with one thing a day. And the first thing was I needed to get my health back. So I joined a gym I couldn't afford that had daycare that I could do two hours. So I'd work out for an hour and then I would try to figure out um, what I was doing with my business. And I started with just like lives, helping moms. I'm like, let me just start with like helping these moms who have online businesses. I know how to grow big businesses online. I'll start there. They were messy. They were awkward. They were really busted. I did it anyway. Didn't know the outcome, but, um, because I was doing it his way and this time praying over every choice, Angie. So back to your other question, it was like, God, oh, do you want me to do this? Do you want me to take this, this opportunity? Do you want, do you want me to work on this, this thing this week? Like Holy spirit, put things in order for me. And the order was me time with me time with your husband your kids, your health, right? And then all the way down at the end of the list was figuring out this business. All the while, he's bringing in favor. He's got somebody like, hey, Steph, can you do some social media consulting? I'll pay, we'll pay you two grand a month. I'm like, okay, wow. Like, so he was making sure I was taken care of this whole time that like the business was gone and the income was gone. And so praise him for that. He always makes a bridge, right? When he calls us to cross the ocean, he's like, but here's a bridge, but you got to take the step. So I was just taking the steps every day. Didn't know, didn't know, take the step, take the step. So this was 2016. It was a hard year. I didn't just, it wasn't just easy. And yes, I trust you, but it was like, I trust you. Wait, do I, I trust you. Wait, do I, but I kept going. I kept renewing my mind. I kept getting familiar with God, focusing on the Bible, trying to strengthen who I was. Do you have any questions about this hard period? Because then I'm going to move to <laughs> climbing out of the valley in a second. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to point out a couple of things you said, first of all, we're going to have to go back to that 2020 vision at the end. So let me, don't let me forget that at the end, but, um, the, you said a lot of things. One is breaking it down to one thing at a time, one step at a time, just doing the thing. And then also doing the thing scared or fearful or with anxiety or in doing the thing anyway, doing the thing, even though you didn't know how or what even sometimes to do, but doing it under prayer. So if you can just expand a little bit on how did you, you know, how did you break that down? What, what were some of those steps that you did to break it down and get through that? Just push through that fear, Mm -hmm. doing it messy. Yeah. So one, once I had that sheet of paper and it was truly, like a little loose leaf piece of paper, Angie. And I was like scribbling it out, but it was something that I've never forgotten about because that was this defining moment where you draw your line in the sand. So I think if any of you are in that just breakdown moment, like nothing is working, this isn't making sense or it's not working, or my life feels like the pressure is too much to bear, or I'm not operating what God wants for me, just start with a sheet of paper. 
right? Put your hand on that sheet of paper. Holy spirit, be here with me. Father God, lead me, use my pen, use my mouth, use my heart. Give me my gifts. Help me to speak to me through this sheet of paper right now. Who do you want me to be? Who are you calling me to be? What needs to change? What do I need to let go of? And just let it flow because it's here inside of you, right? The answers are there, but when you get them out of here, your mind and your heart, and you put them on a piece of paper, that's when you get to see it and inventory it and put it in order. And then from that sheet of paper, if I did nothing with it, it would never have helped me to get to this point. So from the paper, I made a plan from the paper, you make a plan. Okay. And then I like what Angie said. She said, um, taking action through the pressure under prayer. So lie out of the pressure, but cause there's a lot of pressure to do something with the paper. So you prayerfully take action and you move through that pressure. And that's also how you step out of faith and you crush the fear. Lots of, a lot of alliteration for you guys in that one. But basically I went to the planner. I've always been a good planner, got out the planner. And I was like, what do I do this week? And I wrote in join a gym, find one with daycare. <laughs> Yes. And I planned it in. And then I planned in when I was going. And then I planned in waking up a little bit earlier and I just inched it. I started waking up 15 minutes early to pray. Then I was like, Ooh, this feels so amazing. I love this. Let's bump it to 30. Now I do an hour because that's so important for me to get right with God every day and to spend that time with him. And it's a non-negotiable for me now, but I started with something that seemed doable with my life. I didn't freak myself out and be like, you're going to the gym seven days a week and you're doing an hour with God every morning. Cause that would have been too much. I wasn't ready. So I just three days a week, let's hop to the gym. We can start there. Then I went to the next thing on the list, husband. Okay. You know, got some work to do there. I've been ignoring this man to run this business. Like I need to have some hard conversations. I need to repent for these things. Apologize to him. I need to make him a priority. I need to be sure that we're spending quality time that he feels seen and heard and work on that. And so what does that look like in a planner? Everything you need to do has action steps behind it, but you have to make it intentional, prioritize it, plug it in. Just like Angie talks about with her wheels and with her buckets that she teaches you guys, same stuff. Okay. So I planned it in and I would go to that day in the planner and I was in such a raw, broken state too. It really helped for me to be like, I'm not going to sit here in my thoughts and my misery. I'm going to go to this thing and see what I said I was going to do today and just check it off, right? Like, let's just move my feet. Let's just move my feet. And each day got easier. Each week, I got more powerful. Each month, God strengthened me. Each year, he clarified my steps more and more and more and more. And to think, I mean, that was the end of 16. So 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. That was five short years ago that I was in the biggest breakdown of my entire life. And now I'm sitting at the peak of a mountaintop in my life where I've never been here and I'm like five years, man, like he, God can work in your life when you allow him, when you partner with him. So that's what I did, Angie, to do that work. Yeah, that's so good. And I think to the other thing that you mentioned and you just, you know, on a big scheme and little schemes is that throughout those steps, throughout that process, he gave you confirmations. He, he, he showed up with a $2,000 contract for social media consult, consulting. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he does that for all of us, as long as we're looking for that. And we give that credit to him when that happens. So that's so good. That's such a part of the process is being intentional and looking for what he's doing for us. Yeah. And seeing those confirmations come through at the time, I didn't really know as much as I see now, like now I'm super hyper aware of like, ha, God wink. That was amazing. Thank you. You know, but at that time I'm like, oh, well that's kind of random. Sounds good. But like, look for the miracles, seek for the miracles and then write them down. One of my favorite things is every month doing, um, 
writing down the praise report and the miracles that have happened that month. And it's like, I mean, there are handfuls of things that he's done to just keep you on the, the right path. And their confirmation, like Angie said, like, oh, wow, that gym just out of nowhere, right next door to my mom's just enough to pay for it. Like all the little things that would perfectly work as I started moving into what his walk for me instead of my walk for me, when you're on your walk, it's resistance. Things are hard. You feel like you're forcing stuff. When you're on his walk, his path, things feel easy, seamless, more green, more fruitful. Like it's just flowy. Yeah. And then you, so you wrote down the plan for each of these things, but then also at the end of the month, you're writing down a reflection of all of those things. And that's super important. Write it down and make it plain. That's what the Bible says. And you're writing down not only where you want to be and who you are and the steps you need to take it, but then you're writing down almost like a gratitude or a, a reflection of everything that he's done just in that short time period. There's so many things that I've forgotten because I didn't take the time to write it down. So I'm doing more of that now as well. That's great advice. Yeah. So, okay. So we go here in 20, the end of 2016, beginning of 17, it was like really this Valley was really rough. And I say it like, Oh, I just trusted God. Well, okay. I was also like looking for jobs. I was like, I'll just go back to corporate. I was looking at teaching kids English at 2am because that's what I thought would make sense. Seriously. And I started making t-shirts on Amazon merch for $3 a shirt in profit. So in case any of you were like panicking, trying to figure out your life, that is totally normal. <laughs> You're not alone. However, I had a friend sit me down and she was like, we did some work together and I helped her get clarity on her life. I said, why aren't you using this 20 years of trauma you went through? Now you've been healed. You've been in 15 years of therapy. Why don't you do the self-love movement for women who need this, the stuff that you're gifted in? I gave her a name. I gave her a tagline and gave her a title. And we're just sitting there and like, we we had taken a girl's trip and this was like two hours of our time. And she just turned at me and she's like, can you sit down, please? I was like, okay. And she's like, can you stop doing all the ridiculous things that you are doing? And you're panicking, trying to figure out a way to make money. Can you stop doing that and just be a clarity coach? Because do you hear what you just did for my business? You have a gift. She said, I want to lick your brain. So that was, that was coined. We laugh about that still today on the lick your brain. I was like, okay, things just got awkward, but I stared at her and it was like this massive breakthrough for me. Oh my goodness. This is what this is. I've had this my whole life. I didn't know this was a thing. What? I'm a clarity coach. And so I right there in that moment, I'm like, let's go God. So I started doing lives. I started taking some clients. I was still trying to figure out my way, but I knew the direction. So I was going, going at the same time, crazy boundaries. If I'm going to do business again, this is your way. God, this is your business, not mine. I will be your mouthpiece. Speak through me, move me, tell me when to turn it off. Tell me. And I've all, yes, I've fallen. This has not been perfect, but I always readjust. I reset the boundaries. I reset the sales and I go. So that was roughly mid 2017. And it was hard because the business wasn't growing well. I was still like struggling. Like, how do I grow this? Is it the YouTube? Is it the blog? Is it the what am I doing? Like I was everywhere and it felt very exhausting. And I could feel myself creeping back into like workaholism in a way of like, or being afraid of that. Like, Oh, if I keep pushing this hard in all these places, I'm going to become old Stephanie again. And that did not feel good. And so at that moment, I'm like, I know what it is, God, it's the clarity coaching. I get it. It's helping these women rise out of their fear, take massive action, have the business that, that you have for them based on their books in heaven. 
but how do I grow it? How do I do it? I was praying, praying, praying for months. Well, in 2018, an answer came in a dream and it was a very clear, vivid, prophetic dream. Start a podcast. And I was like, huh? (laughs) Okay. Well, that sounds good. So I didn't really listen to podcasts at the time. I think I listened to one, had no idea how to start one, but I had a $20 microphone in a drawer in my office. And, um, I made some busted channel art on Canva. I hope that no one ever sees it. And I sat down the microphone, I pressed record and I was like, what's up? Welcome to the show. And the rest is history. What happened was I was able to stop showing up everywhere else, show up on one platform, share my voice, share my heart, uh, consistently too, being consistent, pause it. When my kids came in, it was like freeing. I could be myself. I didn't have to worry about being on video or doing makeup, which is not me anyway. It was like, I could just be raw me and I didn't know who was listening. And so it was kind of like, I just ripped the bandaid off and was like, this is what I am. This is what I stand for. It's online business and marketing paired with, with God and paired with ministry and doing business God's way. And I grew into it more and more and more over the past, over the years. But what happened was Then my clients were like, well, how did you grow this business to be so incredible? And I'm like, well, the podcast is really the catalyst. So ended up creating a couple courses, teaching my students how to get clarity, start a show. I was doing the coaching nonstop. And then ultimately taking my clients how to to then create a course to monetize the podcast. And all the while, Crazy Boundaries, like partnered with God and all of it. And he knew then I was ready, right? Cause you can't be ready for the floodgates and the floodgates open and you'll drown. You have to be prepared. And so he had been doing a lot of work in me behind the scenes from 2016 to 2019 when he was, when I was ready to steward that favor and provision and the business of that size, when I was ready and he knew it floodgates burst open and here I sit. And it, it really feels like a dream cause I'm the woman on the paper, Angie. Mm. That's so good. I think you, you made such a good point was that he was preparing you along the way. So it's not that you're just going to snap and things are going to happen and you're not going to become that person on the paper immediately, but it's about your intentional actions and you're embracing where you are and where you want to go and figuring out how to get there and then listening and allowing God to change you and mold you and help you become more and more mature. It's the same thing that I say when I left my corporate job was, you know, it had he asked me to do that 10 years ago, five years ago, there's no way I would have been mature enough or uh, had enough identity in him to know that I can do that and steward that well, because he told me to, and he's going to cover it. So I think that's such, such a good point that you make. Yeah. Thank you. And it's all, I think a couple of big takeaways I want to share is that clarity is not overnight. So me ultimately finding my way to being a full-time entrepreneur that has an incredible audience. I have a team. I have boundaries. I work my business 30 hours or less per week. Um, I know what I do without a shadow of a doubt. I know I'm walking in my purpose. Well, that only took nine years. Okay. So it's to tell you that you can't give up on seeking after your clarity but you have to get out of your way. You are not the one that gets to to decide what steps you make, what the opportunities are, what, what's next, how to go bigger, how to, it's God's going to open those doors for you. He's going to bring you the divine connections. He's going to give you that specific direction. Do this, right? Like you told Angie, you're going to leave the job. Don't worry. I got you. 
And here she is sitting in her purpose work and her evolution of clarity is going to take a while. This is not overnight, but we all start somewhere. We start with that direction and then we step out in faith. And we know that when we wear the the armor of God, that he will continue to steward us. And he goes before us. He already knows the end of your story. We have to trust and have faith, big audacious faith. So we can achieve the God size dreams because they are bigger and better than our dreams will ever be. Yeah. Amen. And the other thing that I was thinking about when you were saying that is that, you know, his dream for you is so above and beyond what you could ever even imagine. And it also is for other people. So, you know, for example, you and I are sitting here connected because he had a plan for us to be divinely connected so that you could help me create some clarity in walking through what I'm doing now. And in this, he knew that I was going to need Stephanie Gass to be saying yes and being obedient and stepping in her calling uh, during when I said, okay, I'll leave my corporate job and I have no idea what I'm going to do. He knew that that connection would need to be there. And had you not taken those action steps and said your yes to him, then I wouldn't be sitting here and, and holy made life wouldn't be sitting here. So it's so our gifts and our callings are so much bigger than us. And, and they're meant to impact so many people. And we just have no idea who it is and when it's going to be. So I heard something once where someone said, if you don't say yes and amen to the calling, the purpose work and step out in that big, scary, really awkward faith, which it's going to be, it's never comfortable to say yes to that. It's, it's actually selfish because it's not about you, which is what you just said, but it's, it's not about us. It's about us operating in the perfect unity with the rest of God's kingdom. And so for, for me to do my work allows Angie to do her work, allows one, some of you who are listening to Angie and will work with Angie to do your work. It's all perfectly intertwined. They're heaven strings, right? And we're on heaven's timeline. And it's like, I just have my daughters perfectly orchestrated. But if one of us doesn't rise up into our authority, which we've all been given with the Holy Spirit, somehow that chain link is broken. And I don't know about y'all, but like, I'm not going to be the one breaking the chains over here. I'm break the chains of the world and that kind of stuff. But like, I'm not going to break heaven's chains where he's trying to beautifully orchestrate all of us rising together to do work for his good and his glory. So just remember that next time you're like, should I, should I try that thing? Should I pivot? Should I leave that job? Should I start that blog or that podcast? Or should I pivot what I'm good at for what I'm called to be, whether that be more in your business or more with your kids or more with your spouse? Well, I think that you have to because it's your responsibility to be the woman on the paper for your life. Amen. Yeah. And I think it's praying over what it is, how it is, because you may or may not be wanting to leave your job, but you have a calling and maybe it's worked out within your job and that's where you're called to be. And so use it there. And maybe it's doing some other things uh, in addition to your job. So it's, it's going to be specific to you and what God's calling you to do, but just be open to it and willing to become that person on paper that God's calling you to be. So um, we're getting towards the end of what I want to go back to real quickly, because you brought up 2020 and we all know what a uh, basket case uh, the, the whole nation went to, the whole world went to in 2020. Uh, now, 
obviously we knew that God is in control and we know that God is control, but you brought up a perfect vision being 2020. So in the natural 2020 is perfect vision. So can you give your revelation or a little bit of advice to women coming out of 2020 and how to use what we've learned or how to look for what we can learn from the season we just came out of related to 2020? Yeah. So what's interesting is that you can't have the peaks without the valleys. And so you can't have the breakthrough without the breakdown. There's nobody that gets to just, you know, make it have the incredible story without first the hard stuff, without walking through the valleys, because that is where our soil is tilled, right? That is where we are prepared. That is where our heart is strengthened and our faith is grown. And so those are the tests. We go through tests so they can become a testimony. So as you look back on 2020, and yes, some of it was hard, but some of it was beautiful. Some of it was incredible. I want you to dig in and find the miracles, find the things that stretched you, pushed you, broke you down. Did you experience a loss, a job loss, a family member loss? Did your kids, were they home with you for a whole year like mine? While that was hard, it was extraordinarily beautiful. I told my husband, I'm like, man, soaking in the babies for a whole year, you know, one, seven, one's four. Like, this has been incredible. I've loved it, but I'm done soaking now. (laughs) He was like, she's done. She's done soaking. (laughs) Great. And praise God, they're both back in school, at least half time for now. But the point of that is I wouldn't have known them at this deep capacity that I know and see them. I wouldn't have understood their learning in this deep way. Um, I wouldn't have been stretched to get to know my husband at this level if he wasn't working from home for a whole year. That has been a a beautiful growth experience for us. So there's fruit. There's fruit now that came through a seeming trial in the moment. So write down, what are those trials you face in 2020? And then I want you with fresh eyes, a prayer, fresh eyes and a pen to look at that list and go, what fruit am I already seeing? And every month as you're doing that miracle and that praise report, look back at that list you wrote about 2020 trials. And all of a sudden you're going to start to see correlation between the trial and the fruit because the seeds are born in the trials. You're going to water them. You're going to grow through them that you're going to trust. You're going to pray. You're going to continue to steward that. And then you're going to see the blossoms start to come through. So good. So good. Well, I want to thank you for being here. I want to let the community know how they can get in contact with you. So you've got the brand new branding of the Stephanie Gash show, uh, but tell us how they can find you to listen more uh, to you. Cause I know, I, I know they'll love you and I know they'll want to do that. For sure. So you guys come hang out on my show. The podcast is the Stephanie Gash show. It's a top 25 podcast for Christian entrepreneurs who need help with their clarity work, want to grow an evergreen audience and do business God's life and business God's way. And then secondly, stephaniegass.com. I have freebies over there, all the things. And then the last one is we have a Facebook community and you can just search for bit.ly slash, or just type in bit.ly slash success support group. And those are the three places to come learn about me, get to know me and um, get some more support just like this. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Steph. You're welcome. Thanks, Angie. All right. See, I told you guys she's inspirational. She's so awesome. So I hope you enjoyed that. I know you enjoyed that. And if you want to get any further clarification on your calling and how you can 
integrate your calling into your world, then I highly recommend that course called Clarify Your Calling. And like I said, I'll put the link in the show notes. If for some reason you can't find it, just email me at angietoninirogers at gmail and I'll get you connected. If you've ever thought about starting a podcast, I took her Podcast Pro University course and that's where I learned how to do all the logistics about starting a podcast. So I know at least a handful of you guys have asked me questions about how did you start your podcast? How do you do this? How do you do that? And this particular course is exactly what I did. I took it and it walked me through every step to starting my podcast. So I highly recommend that as well. And that can be found at ppu.atrogers.com. And that link will be in the show notes too. Okay. All right, guys. Well, if you have any other questions or feedback, get into my email box, angietoninirogers at gmail.com. And I'm happy to connect with you there. Don't forget to get over in our community Facebook group at Holy Made Life. And I'll see you over there. All right, guys. Have a fantastic day. before you go, I'd love for you to hop over to my podcast and give me a review. And you know, I'd love five stars. That's how we can share this thing with other women just like us. Your five stars and written review really helps me get the word out. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your Insta and Facebook stories. And I'll give you a shout out right back. Leaving a review and sharing this episode is the best way you can show me some love. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. And remember, your smile is like a boomerang. Throw one at somebody and it'll come right back.